Hello, 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 and happy 2019 to all of my friends listening. How are you guys this new year? I am doing amazing. I'm so excited to start 2019. I have so many new goals and just visions that I want to acquire over these next 365 days or so. So super excited. Brand new start. I know it's very cliche, but it's true. And so in honor of the whole new year, new transformations, just everything people are going through right now, reflecting of 2018, the things that they accomplished, what they didn't accomplish, and what they would like to build this year, I wanted to kind of kick off this this year with an episode about how I actually was able to stop emotional eating, lose weight, and build confidence because... Um, I talked a little bit about it in my first episode, um, and then I talked a little bit about how to, in general, overall overcome um, emotional or binge eating, and I think it was episode 17. So today I just want to talk about how I did stop emotional eating, how I did achieve the healthy fit lifestyle that I live now, and um how I figured out who I was and what I really wanted. And I remember thinking about those questions one day and I sat down and I wrote the steps that I took to stop binge eating, lose weight, and build confidence. Um, And it's funny because when you're going through this transformation and even when trying to write this podcast out, like the bullet points, you forget how hard it was, right? You forget about the hard parts that you've gone through to get you to where you are today. Um, And there's a number of things I had to do. So I had to be honest with myself. I had to, first of all, admit that I was an emotional and and binge eating person, right? I had to admit that to myself. Um, I think I talked about it before, how I just want to always say, you know, no food left behind, or I'm just super hungry, or I'm eating this much because tomorrow's workout, right? No, there was a lot more going on. I had to admit that I was an emotional eater. I had to realize what my beliefs were about myself and ask myself if they were true or not true. So, you know, like for instance, am I fat? right? And everyone has their own definition of fat. But in the true essence of am I fat, meaning am I obese? Am I just, you know, 295 pounds, right? Am I fat? No, I'm not, right? So that's the true fact of it is that I'm not fat. But I had to, I guess, reframe that into a way that was true for me so that I could begin to believe what was and what wasn't true about myself, right? So was I fat? No. Why did I believe I was fat, right? Those reasons were false because I couldn't fit into cute clothes. I could fit into cute clothes. They were just a size 10, not a size 2, right? Um, So things like that. I had to realize what my beliefs were about myself and ask myself if they were true or not. Um, I had to do an environment check and this one was scary because I had to scan all of my relationships, which ones were supportive and accepting versus ones that were toxic and consuming of me, my time, emotions, and my space. 
And, you know, I had to check that environment out. I had to check in with myself and be honest with myself because it's like everyday life, you know, like clean out the closet. You can say you don't wear this and you don't like it, but there's a part of you that can make an excuse like, oh, but maybe I'll go out and wear it with these pants, right? Maybe you have a shirt that you haven't worn in forever, but then you realize, you know, there's a pair of pants that you haven't worn them with, or it would look really cute with. So you can talk yourself into keeping that shirt. And that was hard for me because when you do an environment check, you can actually talk yourself into keeping those toxic people in your space. So I had to really sit down and think about each individual person that I was close to that were like my hangout buddies. If I wanted to go do something and call those people, those were the ones that I had to really take time to think about, do I want them in my space? And once I realized I did or didn't, the ones I didn't, I had to get rid of those people that were toxic. So I had to learn how to stop doing things that were limiting my standards. And I think now, um, high insight, thinking about how I think I did an episode where I said, I only do things that excite me. And that's kind of where that stemmed from. Because if being with that person did not excite me. If it made me feel icky inside, those are the people that I really I cut out of my life. Those are the people that um, I no longer really wanted to interact with. And on top of that, I had to start making sacrifices. And during this part of my recovery and getting healthy again, I had to make sacrifices and those were difficult because you don't see the payoff in the moment. And it's scary to give up the friends and the things that you know you're outgrowing or know that won't be supportive of your difficult time. It's lonely to always not go out. It's lonely to just be to yourself because it goes against whatever goal you're trying to obtain. And this is a part of my journey. And I'm sure if you're serious about your journey, that it's going to be tough for you too. But when you have a clear goal in mind about what it is that you want, whether it's weight loss, whether it's you know changing jobs, whether it's making a move, When you have a clear goal, you're going to get lonely because people aren't going to understand. And it's not that those people are bad or shitty friends, but it's because you know what's required of you and you know that your interaction with those other people is going to bring you down. It's very true what they say. You are who you hang around. So if you're going to hang around lower level friends, lower level people that like to stay stagnant, and again, nothing wrong with that, but if you want to up-level your life, you can't be around those people that want to stay and play small. If you want to grow big, if you want to get the things that you want out of life, you have to level up. And it's hard but you have to make sacrifices. I can remember with my journey with eating, it was, you know, go to a party and then end up drinking and then having food that I didn't want to eat and basically being around people that, again, were kind of toxic in my life. So it just 
quote unquote made me. No one can make me. I just did it because it was a way to get through whatever I was going through, right? It quote unquote made me drink more so I can enjoy myself more or be around that person. And I had to start giving that those things up, right? Because I knew they required a lot of my emotional efforts. And during my journey, the only space I wanted to hold open were the emotions for myself. That's the only space I wanted to hold open. I didn't want to be a part of the he said, she said, any dramas, any, you know, why are you trying to do this or don't do this right now? You're in a good spot. No, I needed to be in my own place so that I could achieve what I wanted to achieve. And I know on the other side of that is going through this whole transformation with, you know, starting my own business too, right? There's a lot of sacrifices that I've had to make in order to get my business up and running. So starting to make sacrifices, again, very difficult because you don't see the payoff in the moment. You don't see why not hanging out with those friends is going to be detrimental to your success. You don't see why not eating chocolate cake for the next six months is going to be a part of your success and weight loss, right? You have to make sacrifices. Am I going to sacrifice eating, you know, we don't have in and out burger here, but, <laughs> you know, am I going to sacrifice uh, eating in and out burger every other day to make a homemade burger version of it, right? Yeah, because the payoff will be my version of that burger is going to be a lot more healthier. I get to control the ingredients, okay? So you have to start making sacrifices and realizing that, yes, it's going to be difficult, but the payoff when you're done is going to be so, so sweet. I also had to learn patience, compassion, and grace. So when going through any transformation, you need to have patience. And like most people, I set out to make goals, you know, and you instantly see the end result of how it will look, how it will feel, taste, depending on the circumstance. And since I love visualization, I often tend to see my outcome vividly and in stages. So then when it comes to ending emotional eating, the stages are not planned. They come as they will. And most times, especially in the beginning, they go back and forth so many times until finally they level out. That is where the practice of patience comes into play. When results don't happen, like when you would like them to, (laughs) that's when you have to chill out. And so anybody experiencing, you know, fat loss, regardless of binging emotionally or just trying to lose weight, you know, you see yourself at the end result. You're like, okay, I want to weigh 120 pounds. And right now you weigh 165. And so you start your new diet plan and you're down to 155 and you're like, yes, yes, yes. And then next week you're up to 158. And then you're like, what the fuck? Right. And then you spaz out and you think something's wrong with you. And then the next week you're like at 147. You're like, cool. And then the week after you're at 152. And so you chill, you spaz out, right? You spaz out and you start thinking of all the things that you, you know, maybe did wrong or things that you could do better. So then you eat less, right? Um, You work out harder and then you're not really doing yourself a service. And it's during that process 
the process is actually a really beautiful thing because if you can just chill out and learn to chill out, which I'm going to be honest, I still don't really chill out during those times. I do freak out. I let it pass, but I have those freak out moments because I'm human. (laughs) But let me reassure you and just promise you that during those times where you're seeing ebbs and flow of whatever your circumstance is, that is when the magic happens, right? That is when actually things are changing. So for instance, with fat loss, those ebbs and flows, those ups and downs, your body is getting so used to the new macronutrient intake. It's getting used to a new workout plan that you're doing. It's not that you're gaining fat. It's just your body is doing what it has to do to adjust to the new way so that it can eventually level out, right? And when that magic happens is also when we tend to go back into our old habits and give up. We feel defeated, right? And that's used to happen to me. And that's why I think a lot of us, myself included, for years, right, we're always on and off a diet because right when we get to that sweet spot, and that's where the sweet spot is, it's when it's all fucked, right? When we just think everything is is just messed up, that's when things are really starting to happen. And that's when we have to just hold on tight to the rails and say, okay, I'm going to trust this process because in two more weeks, my body is going to say, yes, we're okay. We're fine. We're settling into this new macro. We're settling into this new workout. And now when you step on the scale, it's going to say 142, right? And it's going to stay between 142 and 147, depending on things, you know, for the next four weeks, you might even go down more, right? So I had to have compassion and grace for myself. I had to understand that things do take time. And having that compassion and grace was a huge saver for me, right? I had to let whatever stage I was in take shape the way that it was forming. Sorry. I had to learn that patience is the balancing factor for any transformation. And that is so true. And that's something that I try to get across to anybody that I work with, right? Because I understand that phase. Like I just said, I understand when you think shit's hitting the fan. But when shit hits the fan, that's where the good stuff is happening. And I'm learning that. Like I said, this doesn't just have to apply to um, fat loss and emotional eating and binge eating. This goes to in my business too. Like I shit has hit the fan every month that I've started it. And I do. I, I go back into my old habits. Not that I give up, but I feel defeated and I kind of slow down for a minute and then I get back in it and then shit happens. And I'm actually learning to just stay in the shit <laughs> because when you stay in the shit, eventually everything is going to transform, level off, and be good, right? I'm getting to that sweet spot. All right, the next thing I had to learn in order to stop my bend in emotional eating is I needed to surround myself with people and things that were aligned with what I wanted. Like many of you, I did a lot of reading, and reading is great, right? And I still read. You obtain knowledge, But knowledge is no good if you don't take action, right? I'm going to say that again. 
Knowledge is good, but it is no good if you don't take action. And what I mean by that is that we are all, all students of the University of Google. We all go to Google and research, you know, the best ways to lose weight, the best ways to make money, the best ways to parent our children, the best, you know, we we Google everything, the best of anything that we want to do. We Google recipes, we Google schools, we do research on, you know, new medicines. We are always on the Google to teach us something, right? But what does all that knowledge do if we don't take action, right? And then putting this in the sense of, you know, weight loss. If you put in the best way to lose weight, all these things are going to come up. I've done it. I'm sure you've done it. You Google it and then you flood it with all these different informations. Um, one contradicts the other. One sounds good, but this one sounds better. And you're on the computer for like two hours and then you just say, fuck it. You close the computer, you walk away and you do nothing, right? You do nothing. I've done it, right? I have probably have notes up the wazoo about the best way to get the best arms from 30 different people. <laughs> all pretty much have the same exercises, but all just as confusing because I didn't pick one. So if I didn't pick one to do, I just didn't do it. I just did what I thought was good. So you have to take action. And the way that I took action was by getting myself a, a coach. So I got myself a coach because people say like, well, why do you have a coach? Here's the reason. I am so good at helping others achieve their goals. And I get so caught up in making sure that they are successful that I neglected myself, right? I wasn't accountable to myself. And we all need to be accountable to somebody. We all are in some way right? Regardless of what it is. As a son, as a daughter, you're accountable to your parents, right? If you're a parent, uh, you know, well, not even a parent, but if you're an adult, you're accountable to whomever your boss is, right? We're accountable to things. We all are. And fitness, nutrition should not be something that we feel like we can do on our own. And that's just the ego getting in the way, thinking that I know how to do this, right? I've read all the articles. I'm a trained, you know, personal trainer. I teach fitness classes. I'm talking about myself right now. I should know how to do this. I, I'm, I don't need to be accountable to anybody for this. And that's so far from the truth. And I finally let my ego set aside and I got myself a coach. Again, something that I never thought about doing since, you know, I'm got degrees in mental health, psychology, counseling, fitness, nutrition, all that stuff, right? But I got a, co a coach and then I immersed myself in podcasts, which resonated with me, that made me think, spoke to my needs. Again, coaches don't need to be people that you pay millions of dollars for. Coaches are just there for you because they have been in the place that you are now and they've gotten out of it. And they are able to show you, educate you, guide you to where you want to be. And that's why I hired a coach to help guide me and help me see things that I was not seeing. 
money very well spent. Putting an investment in myself is probably the best thing that I could have ever done, and I still invest my, in myself with a coach. I still immerse myself in podcasts that resonate with me, that you know I learn new things from, that I take notes on, and then I put action to them to see how they work in my life, right? So you need to f- surround yourself with people and things that are aligned with you with where you want to go in life. Those people become your people, right? With my coach, my coach in our coaching group, they became my people. I was absorbing that energy that I needed in order to grow and achieve my desired outcomes. My business coach, again, I invested a lot of money in my business coach and I learned a lot of things about business because one, I was not a business woman, right? I've always worked for people. I never started my own business. So I had to learn from someone that has. And everybody in our little mastermind, it was an amazing energy. And I'm very close to one of the girls that you know I was in that mastermind with. And we still talk because she's still, she is my people, right? She's on a level of leveling up in her life. So together we can lift each other up. And that's why you surrounding yourself with people, like I said earlier, you are who you hang around. If you're going to hang around people that are going to bring you down, you're going to stay down. You want to find those people that are going to help motivate you and bring you up, right? So that you can achieve and grow. The fifth thing that I learned that I needed is to have a better relationship with my body. And this one, like all of them actually, was a big one for me. And I'm just going to give you a little caveat of this. So, you know, people have always looked to me as their fitness expert, always thought that I had a great body. You know, I wasn't fat. I was, you know, whatever. I was very athletic. And if you look at pictures of me in my past, With all the love that I have for myself now, I can honestly say that I was not by any means, although in my head I was, nor was I a perfect size six, the mental picture of me was fat. Every picture that I looked at, I thought I was fat. I wanted to be that perfect size six, whatever that even is, right? I thought I was just huge. If you were to put pictures of me side by side from when I was, you know, 13, 16, 19, 22, and now today being 40, yes, you're going to see a progression of my body going through stages and changes, but none of them by any means was I fat, right? I honestly have always been an average girl with a ton of muscle that just needed to, I guess, shut off the fat so that you could see the muscle. And I didn't see that. I just saw myself as the fat girl, which I explained in one of, in the first episode, one of the first two episodes, just about how, you know, compared to all of my other friends that were, you know, visibly shredded compared to them, I felt fat. But 
you know, I wasn't. And then as I got older, you know, like most of us, we see social media, magazines, you know, Becky at the gym, whatever. You see all these other girls and then you compare yourself, right? And again, being a University of Google student, I used to Google, right? Girls my height and my build that weighed in at 155 to 160 pounds. And then I would see pictures of them being like completely ripped and toned. And it made me believe that I was in no way in any shape or form in shape, right? So I was, I wasn't fat, but I was very not content with my body. And I needed to learn to have a relationship with my body. Right. And that took a very long time because it's very hard to look at, you know, your friends that are you feel are skinnier than you. It's very hard to go through and scroll through social media and see people that are shredded and you know the look that you desire, that you want to look like. And then you look in the mirror and you don't see that. Right. And it it just really it really does bring you down to a sense of where, well, how can I have a better relationship with my body, right? And I needed to learn how to do that by just accepting the fact that I have a body and my body carries me through this earth. It carries me through my life. But I wanted my body to not only carry me through life and be strong, but I wanted it to have a certain look and feel that I could be proud of. Not that I wasn't proud of my of me, right? I wasn't proud. It's not that I, I hated myself. It's just that I was not proud of my body and the way that it looked. And I needed to do something about that, right? And that's when the turn of stopping the emotional eating really happened. Like regardless of anything else, that was the number one thing. I knew how to exercise. I knew how to eat healthy. I needed to stop the emotional eating and I needed to start getting serious about what my goal was to look like. And it's funny now because I have zero desire to be quote unquote, like, you know, 12% shredded all the time, which that's just unsustainable anyway. So it's funny. Like I have a better relationship with my body now. I love it. I think it's great. And right now I'm in a a spot where, no, I still have fat on top of my muscles, but I'm at a point right now where it's like, I'm excited to see the different changes where before I wasn't excited. So right now I'm in the phase of, I really do, um, I'm struggling. Like I'm in that struggle phase because I see things changing, but they're not changing fast enough, but I know I'm getting into that sweet spot, if that makes any sense. And I just went off on a complete tangent about having a better relationship with my body, but that's just how it evolved, right? In the beginning, it was always comparing um, my body with others and then just hating my body, looking at pictures, thinking I was fat and Now, today, you know, talking about it, it's like I have a wonderful relationship with my body. It's strong. It's beautiful. It can do things for me that I never thought it could do. It can lift, right, 225 pounds off the ground, no problem. 
that's fucking amazing. <laughs> but then in in the process, I needed to learn how to have that relationship. And the way that I had to learn was to just to begin to understand the mechanics of my body, how it works, why it works. And that is a beautiful thing. And then once I got past that, then I started to understand that, like I talked about before, getting into the point part where I had to accept what was happening, right? And not freaking out when things weren't moving the way that they should have been moving. All right, I'm going to move on from number five. (laughs) And then last one is, I had to come to understand that the body is amazing. So like I just said, it's funny now because I have zero desire to be like super shredded, right? It's just, I just want to feel good, look good. And I feel like I do feel good and I do look good. Could I look better? Yeah. Am I trying to? Yes. But the bottom line is that aesthetics are nice, right? But the human body is just a vessel that holds our spirit. And I had to understand that I needed to be grateful for the fact that I have this body that pumps blood into my heart to give me life, grateful for my legs that allow me to walk, my lungs to give me breath. That is what the body is, right? And it is a vessel that gives me a human experience. I had to become in tuned with that. I had to change my objective from just about having a six pack because I was missing the point, right? I was missing it so much that it affected it affected me negatively in a sense that that was the reason why I wanted to achieve fat loss, right? I was never going to get the, the aesthetics I wanted by obsessing over the perfect thighs and butt. Once I let that go, that's when my body changed because then finally my mind was aligned. And I know that might sound so kind of like woo-woo-y for people, but I guess that was the point I was trying to get for for number five as far as um, having a better relationship with my body. I had to realize, again, that aesthetics, because that's what we're seeing when we're scrolling through Instagram. We're seeing the aesthetics of everyone's body. We're seeing their chiseled abs. We're seeing the definition in their legs. And we're more than likely seeing them at a point where they are being prepared for a fitness competition and they do not look like that 24-7, right? Yes, you can maintain a certain look for a body, but the pictures that we are usually shown are the ones that that person is probably in a miserable state because they are in, you know, prep prep form for a competition. Um, and that's what the focus was on for me. And I think for a lot of people, like I said, the objective is at the time was to have a six pack, right? But I was missing the point. You can't get the six pack if that's all you're focusing on, if that's all that your objective is, because you're never going to get it. And the reason why you're never going to get it is because you're going to be so engulfed in not achieving that goal that you're going to slip up and you're going to go back to old habits. But if you can understand how your body works, understand how that vessel carry, carries you through life, you're eventually that is going to happen. Once you are able to just let go of the superficial shit, your body will change as long, as long, as 100%, as long as you 
are aligned in your mind and you see that and believe that to be true, that the aesthetics are just that. They're just superficial things, right? In order to change the body, you have to change the mind. The mind and body go together. And that's something, as you know, if you've listened to any of these episodes, it's pretty much my mantra, right? Mind, body, and soul, everything works as one. You can't have one all willy-nilly over here on the left while the other two are, you know, trying to get their shit together on the right. All three have to merge. And once all three merge, that's when things change. And that is how I stopped emotional eating. All three merged together, right? I had my mind in one spot, my body in another spot, and my soul spirit in another spot. And all three were just trying to come together but I was tearing them apart because I thought each one needed to work individually and they don't work that way. They just don't. So I, I say all this because I want you to understand that regardless if it's emotional eating, binge eating, fat loss, weight loss, whatever it is that you want to achieve in your life, You have to go through these different steps. Your steps might not be the same as mine, but I can guarantee you that if you sit down and regardless of your circumstance of whatever it is that you're trying to stop or start doing, you have to be honest with yourself. You're going to have to start making sacrifices. You're going to have to learn patience. You're going to need to surround yourself with people that are aligned with what you want to do. And that might mean hiring a coach. That might mean emerging yourself in podcasts or in books. But it also means taking action of what you're taught, right? You're going to have to learn to have a better relationship, whether it be with your body, your boss, with your sister, your brother, your mother, your father, whomever. You're going to have to learn to have a better relationship with other people and yourself, Because if you don't know yourself, you're not going to know what your next steps are going to be, right? And then once all that comes together and you have an understanding, everything will come into alignment, right? Your mind, your body, your soul, your spirit, all of those things will come into alignment and it will, I promise you, it will progress you forward into whatever it is that your heart is desiring to do, be, or achieve, It's not going to be perfect. It's going to be messy, but I promise you it will catapult you forward and it will not leave you stagnant and it will not leave you going backwards. So that's how I kind of wanted to start this uh, new year podcast with you because I know, again, this is the time where everybody wants to stop you know, doing whatever. They have a goal to lose weight. It's always lose weight, go to the gym, eat better. But those were my big bullet points on what I did to stop emotional eating, lose weight, and build my confidence within myself. That's my secret. It's really no secret. There was no fad diets, no tricks, no bullshit, no pills, no, you know, there wasn't anything. It was work, discipline, and consistency. And that is what you're going to need in order to get to where you want to go. So with that said, if you are in a spot where it's you need help and you see that you need help and you want to learn 
how to get from where you are to where you want to be, please reach out to me. Send me an email, erin at foreverfitfemale.com, and let's talk. Let's see where you're at, and let's see where I can help you, where I can be of, of support for you to get you to where it is that you want to be. Because it's 2019, right? Whatever it is that you said you were going to do in 2018, it didn't happen. Let's not make that happen again this year. All right. This is my purpose. This is why I'm here. I want to help you. So I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. And I will talk to you next week. Bye bye.